is it time for a business shakeup? And if it is, what does that look like? Is it a rebrand? Is it new systems? Is it more automation? But, you know, the question is, the company that you have now, is it creating the life you want then? My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and today we're going to be talking about automation, not just about the tools that you can use, but really how to build an ecosystem automation. And we're going to dive into that a little bit deeper. My guest today is Melanie Brandt, who's been in the online space for seven years. After building her first successful business online using Hustle, and I know that a lot of us know what that means, she realized she had in fact created success, but not time freedom and now she's obsessed with automation and leads a world-class program teaching the complete ecosystem automation for business owners welcome to the show melanie thanks for having me excited to be here share some golden nuggets there right up that's exactly what we're here to do now you talk about ecosystem automation what i'd love you to do is share a little bit how you got to this point because i think with anything where we're talking automation systems there's always that that story that leads up to that. And I think that that's what people resonate with. Yes, 100%. So for me, you know, seven years ago, entering into the online space, I was a mum, new mum of baby number two, and I had to return back to work, which much to my disgust, it was just what I had to do Uh in order to, you know, I wanted to be able to contribute to the household. You know, I, I wanted to be able to kind of hold my own. That was really important for me. So you know, I, I dived into the online space. I fell into network marketing, which look, again, I didn't think I was going to be one of those people. But when I kind of got the red light, uh, sorry, the green light to to do it my own way, you know, that's where things kind of started to take shape. You know, that was my apprenticeship into the online space. And what I found along the way, we'd grown very, very quickly. You know, there was already systems in place. There was already automation in place from the company. But what I found was, Unless there was something that was going to directly support me and my brand and how I was building, I'd actually given myself a glorified, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning till 10 p.m. at night job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I entered into it for time freedom. And, you know, having two young kids, I actually found that it was the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to go big, mm-hmm. you know, you can definitely have side hustles that, you know, allow that little bit of extra cash, a little bit of time freedom. But for me, you know, this was something that I wanted to make big. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was the pain point for me. And and when I had built that business and still, you know, ranking at the top position and still being like, no, what's your iPad? No, I can't be at your school thing. No, you know, I was still mm-hmm. saying no to all the things that were so incredibly important to me. So, you know, I fell into that space of looking for another way for there to be systems that held the growth and supported what it was that I was chasing. Mm. I know that heaps of people will be resonating with that right up front because we all do go into business for the time freedom. Yeah. 
also to be able to make sure that we earn an income that's not related, you know, to that trading time for money. And then all of a sudden, I'm I'm sure many of us have been caught in that Mm. trap of, okay, we did this to have the freedom and hang on a minute, all of a sudden. (laughs) Where is that? (laughs) Now every single waking hour we're working. And, you know, I'm sure that you have days where that still happens. 100%. I certainly have days that that still happens, but it's it's not the norm. It's the exception, not the norm. Yeah, and I think, Sam, but now it's by choice. Yeah. You know, I get to work on my business I don't have to necessarily work in it yeah you know which means that we can be in creative mode and we can be launching new things and and adding value in so many more ways so you know it it was a massive massive learning curve but one that I'm so incredibly grateful for because we you know we uncovered a way to do it that has reduced a 60-hour work week into like six yeah you know which is game changer yeah you know, just driving my daughter to school and she's like, wow, mum, you you really, like, do you have any calls to be on? And I'm like, no, 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 we're good, you know, because they they saw me hustle, you know, while they were growing up and, and it was always I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy and, mm. and now they're loving the fact that I'm available. Yeah. Awesome. What was the moment? Like was it a specific moment where it all fell into place for you or was it this, you know, trial and error? Like what, I guess the first part of the question is, at what point did you think something's got to change? Was there a specific Mm. thing that happened? And then what was that first step for you to make that change? Yeah, I love that question. So for me, the specific moment was when I wanted to scale and I sat there thinking, how is this even possible? It's not. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no way that I'm going to be able to create more income with less time in the structure that I was in. Mm. So it was a, I'm not sure it was an exact day, but it was probably Mm -hmm. a series of moments that I kept headbutting the same thing. And I really, I understood standing out in the market Mm -hmm. and I understood that I needed to find a way to be able to serve people with something that was going to add value, you know, for them in the current market but also something that wasn't going to go out of fashion, something that wasn't going to be a trend. You know, I wanted something that was going to be long-term. And honestly, I I kind of fell into, you know, the software that we speak about. I fell into it because I had rebranded. And uh, a friend of mine said, hey, you need to check this out. And I did. And I started building my website, my own personal website out of this ecosystem that we talk about. And all of a sudden, you know, these these little universes kept delivering these little messages to me. And it was like, this is it. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if people could see this, you know, on a large scale. Imagine what that could do for people's businesses. And it, it just kept evolving from there. And anything that I put my mind to, I kind of get obsessed with. So, you know, that was almost four years ago now, you know, that we stumbled across that. And every single day, you know, I have worked on learning something new about this and how it can help and how it can evolve. And, you know, being able to work with people, watch what it's done for them is incredible. But it's it's just one of those things that not a lot of people are talking about. Mm. So for people that are listening and they're like, yeah, absolutely, I need to scale. And by that, What's your personal definition of scale? Because I think a lot of people get growth and scale 
a little bit confused. They're two very different times of our business. Yeah. So for me, you know, the scaling part of it, I think, you know, I very much did. I used to think that scaling was, okay, it's just more money. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like scaling, we're just going to go get more money. But what I've come to realize is that the scaling is the systems and the structures and the the foundations of that next level. And there's so many facets to that. You know, it's how is it going to run? What's it going to look like when it goes wrong? How are we going to, you know, troubleshoot those things? And having those systems and structures in place first, then allowing, you know, more leads, you know, more conversations, however it is that you're building your business and allowing that structure to then be able to hold that you know, test and measure, optimizing what's going to work, what's not, and literally constantly having, you know, several pairs of eyes on what you're building. So you can work out what's working, what's not, how can we tweak things? So for me, you know, scaling was very much about getting in the trenches. And, you know, I I work really fast. So sometimes it's not the fun bit, right? I want to be out there you know, doing the doing the fun stuff. But I, I really understood that I needed to create the foundations first and the structure and the strategy first. Then we needed to hit go from there. Mm, love it. So what is the first step that you would, for people that are listening to this saying, I'm at that point, everything that you've just talked about has resonated with me. Mm. What is the first step to this? Because you know, you talk about ecosystem and I've got a funny feeling that that's kind of, you know, understanding what that is rather than thinking about the tools and thinking about how they're separate. Take us through that. Yeah. So look, understanding the ecosystem is not a cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. There is no one size fits all, but it's about really diving into where you're at what it is that you want to create. And I don't really look at things from a now perspective because we're in the now. It's already happening. Your business is is rolling out the things that it is already. But looking at it from a five to 10-year, you know, vision where it's like, what do you need to create in order for your business to grow, scale successfully? What are those things that need to happen? So really, you know, sitting down and, and working out what is it that needs to happen next? But also, who do you want to become? Mm. You know, that's a massive part of it. Who do you want to become? Because we're not worried about what it looks like now. We're working with the big girl pants, you know, or the big guy pants that it's, we're working with the scary stuff, you know, of, you know, creating all of these tools, like you said, and resources for your network to be able to tap into. And I think really understanding personally what it is that you're going to create that people are going to be willing to trade money for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean that's what the business is right what are you going to create that people are going to be willing to trade so you know how is that big picture going to fit in and then obviously working out those tools from there you know the tools are such a like you said that they are a small part you know they end up being the big picture but they are such a small part of the whole entire process so i think the big question is how big do you want to go and who do you want to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and then reverse engineering it from there i always work backwards you know go to the end result and wait for yourself to catch up you know, that is a, a massive lesson that I learned along the way. It's not necessarily how you're doing it. 
you know, it's more so how are you going to get there? Totally. And I see so much on social media, people saying, hey, guys, you know, in Facebook groups, what CRM are you using? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, it is the wrong question, people. It is the wrong question. Mm. And, you know, when I go in and I'll offer support and say, hey, look, this is the wrong question. This is, you know, where you're meant to be. I'll often get ignored. So, you know, I do it less because you can only help people so much. But let's talk about the person that you want to be. Mm. What data do we need to be drilling into to be able to reverse engineer this? Because we're not just talking about, oh, you know, I want to have a $2 million business and be lying at the beach. Like we actually need to be extracting way more data than that. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's such a complex question because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, like you said, doubling back to the CRM, it's just a word that we've we've had thrown around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a marketing word. There's certain companies that just have amazing marketing and people think that they need to use them. And it's the same with creating that end result. We often just see the end result that people have created. We see the the lying on the beach in the Bahamas, but we didn't see what it took to get there. Mm-hmm. We didn't see what they were doing behind the scenes when people weren't looking. Mm-hmm. So reverse engineering, I think it's not so much about where you're going to lie and what cocktail you're going to be drinking. It's more about what's the hours that you want to work. How are you going to be delivering to your client? What systems are going to be holding some of your clients for you? You know, how can you be coaching people to be able to stepping into your programs and delivering for you? You know, things like that. It's it's really, do you have a business that is actually scalable? You know, some people that have, you know, a hands-on company where, you know, they, they really want to be the face of the business, there's only so far you're going to be able to go mm-hmm, before, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going to max yourself out. So really allowing yourself to, Think about how much do you want to let go of? Yeah. Is more so, you know, how much do you want to let go of? And and I know for you as well, you know, we don't necessarily want to retire from our businesses. No. Retiring into them, but meaning that the business still gives you so much flexibility and movement so you can still live your ideal life and you can show up and it's going to align with your values as well. So you know, really, again, forgetting the money is a representation of who you've helped, how many lives you've impacted and what it is that you have that allows people to have transformation. Mm. You know, that's when the money appears. The money doesn't just appear. You don't just create a course and everybody jumps on it. I mean, yes, oh, Sam, we would really be in the Bahamas. We'd be doing this podcast from the Bahamas. Absolutely. But I think it's positioning. Yeah. Like, do you agree? It's positioning. How are you going to position yourself in this market? Have you looked at, well, what if this happens? What if, what if we have another COVID shutdown? What if, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like, what if, what if, what if, what if, have you completely bulletproofed your business so that it doesn't matter what happens? Yeah. You can continue to grow and you can continue to execute on that end lifestyle that you want to create. And, you know, I thought it was going to be one, two, miss a few 99, because that's what it was like <laughs> the first time, <laughs> the first company I built. I was like, oh, done, you know, but the difference was I was building inside a structure that was still not mine, mm-hmm. still not mine. I still didn't have complete control. 
So what that meant was now in this company, having complete control, some of the things that that first business had had put into place for me, I now had to build myself. Mm. So, you know, there was a lot of lessons in how quick can things be done. You know, there was, you know, massive lessons in huge months and huge drops right after that. So really, I guess, looking also at where you're at, minus the emotion Mm -hmm. because when we make decisions with emotion we make silly decisions Mm -hmm. so being able to be completely one with my business but being completely separate from it as well so I can look at it with the eyes that it needs not from a point of suffering you know or not from a point of you know having to really make sure this works and you know what if it doesn't and and having that panic about it it's more you know analyzing things and and like you said knowing your data knowing your figures knowing you know how your team are responding and and all of those sorts of things are are absolutely paramount you know Mm. I call myself the blanket in the business because I kind of I need to lay over all the things and Mm. ensure that they all stay warm yeah we don't want any cold bits we don't want anything that's not getting that warmth we want to be able to make sure that everything's running well without obviously micromanaging as well totally so there's fine lines you know, there's so many fine lines and, and every business will look different. Totally. So let's talk about specifically a coaching business. Mm. What are some of the systems that we need to start or in your idea? Mm. What are some of the systems that people need to start thinking about Yeah. as that person that they want to be? What are some of the systems that they need to start thinking about? so that we can begin to reverse engineer what automation yeah. and what tools need to be implemented or brought into the business? Yeah, good question. And I, I've seen this recently and, I, and I'll share this story. I know these people won't mind, but there were some people in the coaching space and they, they came to me and they were like, you know what, you know where, and they're crushing it, already crushing it. But they had a full-time job. Overwhelm was absolutely you know, 110% happening Mm -hmm. and they kind of didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And with them, I just got them to think about, okay, what can be automated is the first step. Let's just get the low-hanging fruit, yeah? What can be automated? But really it's looking about what other things are left on the table that can be deriving other income as well. So they came to me with a business they left with a complete affiliate program and a subscription as well. So they were already influencing people, but they were trying to do it in a way where it's like, okay, I'll send you an invoice. Yep, cool. Okay, now you can work with us. Like it was so manual. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's really, you know, thinking outside the box on, okay, if I want to be able to coach people, if it's in a group setting or, you know, I want to be able to coach 100 people at a time, is it a subscription that I need to create? You know, is it a, do I want people to be able to share my program for me? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, this is an affiliate now where I'm going to actually mm-hmm. pay people percentages. So again, looking at that big picture and then going, okay, what's going to be the best structure that's going to be able to allow me to bring in the numbers as they are now, but let's times it by a hundred or a thousand. Can that system still hold that? Yes. Okay, go. You know, because I think, again, you know, the more hands-on and the more manual it is, the less scalable it is. So from what I'm hearing, you're talking about 
how do you want to deliver what is that yeah. you know monthly recurring revenue or yeah. you know the program is it evergreen so yeah so from a delivery perspective you're also talking about from a lead attraction perspective how do you want to be accruing your leads is it by affiliates is it by yeah you know paid advertising yeah so that you can start to decide what needs to be yeah. what those tools are yeah pulling it to pieces before you try and build it uh-huh you know it's it's like the lego house that your brother steps on as soon as you've finished it right it's, it's <laughs> like that it's like pull it to pieces first and let's have a look inside and and see why everything's ticking the way it is and can we make it tick faster you know can we reverse a few things can we speed a few things up and if you don't have that data you don't have that information quite often you're going to go and build what you think you need mm -hmm. yeah and then when you when it's time to scale which is this is what I did the first time I built what I thought I need because I only knew what I knew and then when it was time to scale it was impossible it was absolutely impossible so the only way that I could have done it was to go in pull it all apart and rebuild it so it's really pulling it all apart first working out like you said your leads where are they coming from how are you showing up what strategies are you using for social media how are you collecting people's money is it monthly is it weekly is it lump sum you know what are you delivering but also then thinking you know in in a coaching program how can you then build a, a portal that your, you know, clients can log into to access the data that they need inside your program? Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily throwing them into a portal and going, here, go work it out yourself. You're just giving them a place where they can download documents and, and you know, have extra training and things like that. Again, you're adding so much more value to what it is that you deliver, but you're not having to use more time. Mm, totally. So once we've sort of pulled that Lego house apart and decided these are the things we need, how then do you do your research to know what tools to tap into? Because there's thousands, like I, I think people are quite surprised. There's there's over a thousand CRMs. There's so many yeah. LMS, you know, learning management software. There's so many, mm. you know, project management software. How do you know what to do? And I think how do people get it so that they can use the least amount of products possible yeah. because i think this is where so much breaks yep. people focus on a tool for each single piece and then all of a sudden they've got this huge amount of tools mm. that don't integrate yeah and it just it turns into a way bigger mess and it's clunky yeah really clunky it's clunky and i remember having this i remember sitting in front of my computer and thinking surely this is not how people do it mm -hmm. surely not because I was overwhelmed I needed a degree in every single software mm -hmm. I also needed to probably sell a left kidney as well to be able to pay <laughs> uh -huh. you know the monthly subscriptions yeah and so this is this is kind of where I fell into was that ecosystem automation and for me you know I found the exact software that I was going to back and still to this day back that has everything in that one place so you know the website the landing pages booking systems 
and you name it, it, it is in the one place, the CRM, you know, and that for me was important to find because I needed simplicity. Mm-hmm. I needed to be able to grow my business mm-hmm. and my time was better spent speaking to people and getting them inside my program and, and serving them than it was trying to work out how to send a bloody email campaign with, you know, some crazy software, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so that was a big thing was, you know, was working out what my 10 year goal was what was that vision and for anyone that that knows me who knows right mine's it's usually this but then it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger as we go so I needed something that I could trust was going to support me for the next five or ten years or more in the growth and the ideas and the creativeness and and all the things that I wanted to chew up and spit out and not have to go backwards and build it again. I just wanted to be able to continue to create and continue to to serve and put things out there. So I think the key is to to find, once you know what it is that you need, finding something that's going to support that growth and staying with it, sticking with it and, and finding out how it works, how does it tick over. And, you know, I've, I've become a, a pro at this you know, ecosystem software because it made so much sense to have it in one place. It made so much sense. How did you find this? I think that's where I'm trying to get to. Okay. So this was what I fell on. Yep. This is what my girlfriend brought me and she was like, oh, I can build your website. And I was like, okay. And she goes, I use this software. And I was like, okay. And then she started telling me all these things that it did. And I was so green (laughs) back then. I was like, okay. And honestly, like, I feel like that was the universe's gift for diving in and and trusting myself to build this company was, hey, let me give you this. And, you know, you're either going to run with it or you're going to follow the masses. And I've never really been one to follow the masses. Rebellious is my middle name. And it's worked out really well for me this time around because I didn't feel like I needed to follow the leader. I didn't feel like because there's some really great marketing out there for certain softwares, you know, I didn't feel the need to go and follow. And I'm so incredibly grateful that I didn't now because a lot of those people are now coming to me and going, oh my God, how do we undo this? You know, um, so standing, standing in your power with what you know you need and trusting yourself on that was a was a really massive thing and I'm grateful to the person that brought it to me and went hey you should check this out mm. you know um, it, it literally was an accident that I stumbled across it so it's about getting really clear on the outcomes that you want so that you can say to people this is what I'm looking for this is the outcome yeah. that I want to achieve yes. so that then other people can bring the solutions to you and say well I think that this solution would be the best for you yeah, yeah. And I think in some cases, you know, what what I do doesn't work for everybody. You know, their big vision is, you know, having full warehouses and, you know, they've got a system that, you know, tracks barcoding and they need specialized created systems. Things like Shopify might support them now, mm-hmm. but as they grow, they're probably going to have to have their own softwares built that suits the exact distribution and, and creation that they're going through. So, you know, I think sometimes people just don't have, I guess it's the education in understanding 
that if you want to create the million dollar business, the $10 million business, the $100 million business, you're going to have to have a system that's going to work for you. You're not usually going to be able to ride the wave on a cookie cutter Mm -hmm. that everybody else. Mm. And, you know, I, I just understood that right from the start. Yeah, love it. So, Melanie, for people that want to dive more into your world, mm. where can they find you? Uh, www.lifestyleind.com. Everything on there about automation on Facebook, Melanie Brandt, or on Instagram, Lifestyle IND Marketing. Love it. For people that have listened and they're like, yeah, this sounds good. What is that one sort of gold nugget that you'd like to leave them with that, Mm. you know, that will have them noodling over something for the rest of the day and then taking action on it? Yeah, I think the one thing that I would leave them with is, is it time to give your system a shake up? You know, is it time? And and this could look like whatever you need it to. It doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with what I'm doing. But, you know, we go through evolution in our business. And I think we get stuck sometimes just doing what's working. Yep. And when you actually step back, you're playing small Mm. because you're, Mm. you're only doing what you know. So, you know, the best gift that I had was that complete business shakeup where I stopped one you know, I went gung-ho in the other. Now, I'm not saying stop a business and start one, but I took the dive. I trusted myself. I decided and I committed to the end result that I wanted to create. So I think really, you know, is it time for a business shakeup? And if it is, what does that look like? Mm. Is it a rebrand? Is it new systems? Is it more automation? But, you know, the question is, the company that you have now, is it creating the, the life you want then? Mm, that last bit, value bomb, mic drop moment. <laughs> Melanie, thanks so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.